Hey there, guys. Pete Mundo, HeartlandCollegeSports.com. Before listening to this week's podcast, if you haven't yet, do me a huge favor. Do us a huge favor. Rate, review, subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, or Google Play. And if you want a free Heartland College Sports koozie, all you got to do is email me a screenshot of your rating and review to Pete Mundo at HeartlandCollegeSports.com, and I will get that in the mail for you as soon as I can. Thanks for listening, guys. We'll talk to you soon. Back on Heartland College Sports Weekly, I'm Pete Mundo, and we now welcome in a guy many of you are very familiar with, and that's uh, Derek Duke. He's a regular contributor on the site, a huge football guy. He's been doing great work with a mailbag as well, so if you haven't uh, checked out his weekly mailbag on the site, be sure to do that. Derek's uh, in tune with football as much as anybody on the Big 12 side, and Derek, also, you were at uh, Nike Football's The Opening over this past weekend, and that was a chance to see a lot of the top players in the region. You were up in the Dallas-Fort Worth area for that. So give us your takeaway. I know there were like 500 kids there, but tell people that weren't uh, weren't at the event what it's all about and, and how it was for you. So, uh, I mean, first of all, I thought it went great. You know, I thought it was a pretty huge success uh, compared to the one in Houston, which was cold, rainy, you know, upper upper 40s, lower 50s, you know. Just a bad scene weather-wise, but, you know, in Dallas here last Sunday, it was perfect weather. Couldn't ask for, for much better weather, you know, hardly any clouds in the sky. And also had uh, Matthew Poston uh, by my side as well helping out, so that was great to always meet up with him. But uh, for those who don't know, the opening basically it's an event put on by Nike, you know, around four or 500 kids, depending on where you're at. Uh, and they just kind of get invites and, you know, go, kind of go through one-on-one drills, uh, you know, camps with guys like DeMarcus Ware, uh, Willie McGinnis, you know, coaching the defensive lines and stuff like that. You have formal NFL players coaching the quarterbacks. Uh, so definitely, definitely some uh, serious star power out there as far as the coaching goes. And, you know, like I said, you know, defensive drills, offensive drills, one-on-ones, you know, trying to make these guys get better and really giving the media, you know, uh, a chance to see these guys up close and personal size-wise, you know, find out who these kids are and you know, what they're all about and, to, you know, also see them go against some uh, great, you know, superior competition as well. Derek, is there one or two guys that you look back on your time at the opening that, that really stood out to you this past weekend? Yeah, the first one, obviously, quarterback position is is by far, you know, superior when it comes to the Big 12. There's no doubt about that, the quarterback-driven league. One guy that I came by really, really impressed by was uh, Texas quarterback commit Rashawn Johnson. He was the uh, MVP for the quarterback group uh, this past Sunday at the opening. He just did an outstanding job, you know, hitting his receivers in stride, you know, being accurate, not turning the ball over. He looked comfortable out there. And, you know, he's, he's going to be a dual threat guy, so he could be a great fit for that Tom Herman offense. But, like I said, he, he just had an outstanding performance. The other guy I'd probably have to say was just, I almost want to just call him a freak, was 2019 uh, five-star safety Daxton Hill out of uh, Tulsa, Oklahoma, you know, fantastic call across the board and coverage. The guy is just a physical freak. Believe it or not, he actually had the second highest uh, score rating in the entire country with a score of 143.76. He will definitely be on the finals over in Dallas, I mean in Frisco, excuse me. So he is definitely a guy to keep an eye on. He's got a ton, a ton of Big 12 offers, so uh, definitely going to be somebody to keep an eye on moving forward. Being joined by Derek Duke. You read him all the time on heartlandcollegesports.com, our uh, football go-to guy. So, Derek, let's uh, let's talk some shop here and talk about these spring games. 
for me, uh, you know, I was at the Kansas State spring game, so I guess I'm a little biased in that in that element of this whole thing. But I think the storyline that I'm going to be watching the closest here over the coming months is what happens uh, at that quarterback battle between Alex Delton and Skylar Thompson. I was so impressed with the improvement of these two guys uh, from last season, and I thought one of them would pull away. I thought last November Thompson was going to be the guy, but Delton looks so much better. So what is your biggest storyline after spring camp that you are keeping an eye on this summer? You know, I kind of came into came into spring ball this year looking at the Texas Tech position, and I'm, I'm after attending that game, that spring game a couple of weeks ago. I still have plenty of question marks uh, for the quarterback battle in Lubbock between Nick Lane Carter and Jed Duffy. And I guess you could throw two freshmen in there, uh, two freshmen Alan Bowman in there as well. But I still have plenty of plenty of questions about that that position over there at, at Texas Tech. I know Cliff Kingsbury is a quarterback guru. He has a it's obvious he has a proven track record with quarterbacks. He does a great job with it. But, you know, let's face it, you know, last year Nick Sheminick wasn't exactly something to to really brag about. I mean, he, he was okay at best, I guess you could say, but he was nothing compared to Matt, uh, Pat Mahomes the year before. And I think you're going into it again this year. You're going to have another new quarterback, a new face, trying to take over the offense. Uh, to be honest with you, like I mentioned in my post-game, you know, article, Alan Bowman to me, Still learning the playbook. Uh, Jet Duffy and McLean Carter. The two biggest takeaways I have for them is when they look, when they're good, they look really good, and when they're bad, they look really bad. You know, both. I think each guy had a stretch of so you know three series that just went three straight, three in and out. So just the inconsistency there was probably definitely the biggest issue. Uh, and you mentioned Kansas State as well. I really like the upside of those two quarterbacks at Kansas State, Skylar Thompson and Alex Delton. Uh, but you know, the, the same kind of thing with them. I think they have higher upside. Maybe in those two Texas Tech quarterbacks that just mentioned, but you know, consistency is going to be the key word here. Well, Derek, and let's be honest too: the pressure is ramped up for Cliff Kingsbury because you know he's arguably coaching for his job this year. And McLean Carter, he got a chance against Texas last year, stunk it up, and Nick Shimanek had to bail him out. Yeah, you know, <laughs> this is really crazy to think about, but it's very possible that defense is going to be better than the offense. You know, I you could probably make that argument last year. I really am, am, am pretty sold on that defense being much improved after last season. You know, they're probably going to get a couple more sacks this year. They really struggled in, uh, you know, getting pressure on opposing quarterbacks. I think that's going to be improved this year. The secondary, they return everybody in that secondary. I think that's going to be something uh, that's going to help out as well. I think that defense can really be maybe a top five or six defense in the conference, you know, as crazy as it sounds. But I keep going back to that offense, you know, offensive line, you know, was still a little bit shaky. But, you know, until they find a solid guy, you know, Understander, you know, calling the signals, making these passes. I'm just not so. I'm not sold on Texas Tech right now. Well, Derek Dukes, our guest, you read him all the time on HeartlandCollegeSports.com. Uh, Derek, let's talk about the Texas Longhorns. Speaking of quarterbacks, we got to go there, right? It's been a decade since they found their last decent quarterback. Uh, figuring out what's going on in Texas. I think Ellinger's the guy, just based on the system, he's a better fit for it. But i got to be honest, I still don't know how good he is. Is he a top-tier quarterback, not just in college football, but is he a top-tier quarterback in the Big 12? I mean... He had growing pains last year as a true freshman. He was behind an offensive line. But i got to be honest, I don't know about you, I'm not totally sold on the guy just yet. You know, with something with, to watch with Sam, I do, for one, think he's going to be definitely a top, you know, three or four quarterback in the conference. I mean, the guy led, he led the team in passing and in rushing yards, which is not ideal, trust me, by any means, not ideal for an offense, but he did do it as a true freshman. 
I think they put a lot on their shoulders last year. You don't see too many true freshmen just come in like that and, you know, start right away and have that big of an impact. I mean, every once in a while you're going to see a guy like that. But, you know, I can think of plenty of other quarterbacks that, you know, maybe didn't have a fantastic freshman campaign and then they just followed it, you know, got better and better each and every year. But, you know, it's kind of hard to tell, even even if we're talking about Shane Bouchelle as well, you know, behind that offensive line last year, I kind of mentioned that in my mail. Oh, it's horrible. Yeah, no matter no matter who you put back there, and no matter what plays are coming in from Tim Beck, and I know plenty of Longhorn fans have complaints about Tim Beck. You know, no matter what you're calling out there, you can't hit it up front. You know, everything else just kind of goes to waste, uh, as far as I'm concerned, offensively. But you know, I think the offensive line will be a little bit improved. They're going to have some depth. Uh, left, uh, Callan Anderson, the right grad transfer, is going to come in probably to take over that left tackle spot where Connell Williams left. And, you know, uh, Mikey Grandy, another Juco guy, trying to, probably going to be a guy to keep an eye on uh, to maybe crack that starting lineup. But, you know, what I'm kind of being more sold on with Texas is the uh, new offensive line coach, Herb Hand. You know, they're going to be labeled, he's going to be labeled as co-OC, so to speak. And I'm kind of curious to see what the play calling split will be between him and Tim Beck. So Herb Hand, you know, wherever he's been, like I mentioned, he's had a proven track record of success anywhere he's been. And that's kind of what I'm really banking on for Texas offensively this year is just some improvement up front, and that's really what I need to see most before I can really even talk about much of the quarterbacks here. Talking with Derek Duke, you read him all the time on the website. Uh, Derek, let's touch on a team that I think could be one of the most uh, fascinating in the Big 12 this season, and that's the Baylor Bears. Uh, Charlie Brewer got so much great experience last year as a true freshman. For all the issues they had last year on the injury front and otherwise, uh, it could pay off in a big way coming up this season. So I'm not saying the Bears are going to win the Big 12, but I certainly don't think that it's unreasonable to believe that the Bears can jump from a one-win team last year to a bold team in 2018. What say you? I'm not so sure they're going to reach a bowl this season. I, I kind of like them in the four to five win mark this year. I think obviously it's going to be a step forward than, than one win. It's not going to be too hard to beat last year's performance. But like you mentioned, uh, Charlie Brewer, I think I really truly believe he's the second best quarterback in the entire conference. I'm with you. I really, really I'm like with the you. guy. I really, really like the guy. And obviously, of course, you know, what's better? He comes out of Lake Travis High School, which is right down the road from Austin. So uh, it doesn't really get any sweeter than that if you're a Baylor Bear fan. But like I mentioned, Charlie Brewer, outstanding quarterback. I still, much like Texas, believe it or not, I still have a lot of questions about that Baylor offensive line. They gave up 37 sacks last year, which is actually dead last in the Big 12. That offensive line is still a bit of a patchwork right now. they got some Juco guys coming in to help out. Uh, but, you know, last year they had some guys convert from tight end to offensive line, which isn't, you know, isn't the smoothest of transitions. It can be done, obviously, uh, but, you know, it's going to take a little bit of time still. I still think Baylor's maybe a year away from reaching that bowl game. Uh, but could they be on the fringe? Absolutely. I really do like them. And defensively, I think they are going to get better. You know, they struggled to get uh, last year stopping the run. You know, they allowed 4.9 uh, yards per carry against the run last season. I think that's going to be definitely something that they will improve on this season. So probably the biggest takeaway for me for Baylor is going to be that offensive line. And, you know, like I just mentioned, can they stop the run this season? 
Well, Derek, you know, you brought that up there right down the road from Austin, Texas, is where Charlie Brewer went to high school. You know, Texas had so many of those guys uh, slip away from them, whether it was Robert Griffin III or it was uh, Baker Mayfield or whatever it might be. These guys that want to go to Texas that would have been better than what they had and don't end up there because of Texas's issues and not wanting to bring them in. But let's talk about this. Charlie Brewer, Sam Ellinger, and Shane Bouchelle. Let's be honest. If we're going to pick one of those three guys right now to start our team – it's Charlie Brewer. Absolutely. I have no no question about that. It is definitely Charlie Brewer for me. Uh, the arm talent, you know, the accuracy, that's going to be the biggest flaw with, to me with Sam Ellinger is the accuracy. He obviously has the athletic ability, and where Shane Michelle may not have the athletic ability, but he's a little bit more uh, above a polished passer, so to speak. But I feel like Charlie Brewer kind of gives you the best of both worlds. He's a little bit more mobile than what people think in the pocket. You know, he can buy a little bit of time, and then he just has a great arm. You know, he can make those throws, and he's smart with the football. Derek, uh, I've, I've said this this offseason. Uh, West Virginia has the best player in the league at the quarterback position, is certainly in Will Greer. I mean, that defense, if it doesn't suck, they can win the Big 12 because of the parity in this conference. The question is, or the problem is, it might very well suck. Yeah, you know, I, I kind of, that's probably the most, the biggest team that I have a just a huge question mark about. You know, I don't know where to put this team at in the Big 12. I can put, you can make an argument for almost anywhere between one and five or possibly even six in the conference. Yeah. It's one of those years this year. Uh, but like you mentioned, Will Greer, obviously, hands down, the best quarterback in the Big 12. I don't think there's any question about that whatsoever. Uh, they got a great group of wide receivers, you know, obviously with David Sills. Uh, so, you know, it, it, even they lose Justin Crawford, but I do like Kenny McCoy. For those who don't know, he's kind of a smaller back. He can kind of he can catch the ball out of the backfield. He can run between the tackles. Uh, so he can kind of do it all, I feel like. Uh, but like you just mentioned, I, I cannot – I don't have really any faith right now in that defense. And so I really like uh, David Long, the linebacker. I think he's obviously one of the best defensive players in the entire Big 12. You know, I ranked them in the top three in my mail. I had a mailbag question about it. I had David Long in my top three Big 12 defensive players this year. But I'm just kind of going back to a stat. You know, dead, they were dead last in total rushing defense last season in the conference. They gave up over 200 yards per game. And I'm sorry, but you just cannot win football games like that. And the biggest concern I've really had is just the amount, you know, the number of transfers they've had from that front seven is just yeah. been a really alarming. Uh, so that's definitely going to have an effect on them, especially depth-wise, you know, later on down the season where, you know, guys have a little bit more wear and tear on their bodies. So that 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 defense is pretty much the only thing preventing them from, to me, in my opinion, winning the, winning the Big 12. Well, Derek, always great to hear from you. You can find him on Twitter at DerekDuke25. He's on the website writing all the time. Derek, thanks so much as always, and uh, we'll talk soon, man. Absolutely. Appreciate having me on, Pete. Good stuff there to Derek Duke. Well, coming up next, the uh, the latest odds are out for the Big 12 football season, and they might surprise you. Maybe not. We'll get to that right here on Heartland College Sports Weekly.